Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith, Edinburgh. This podcast features edited highlights from our hybrid service which was held on Sunday, December the 5th, 2021. To find out how to join us online or in person, and for more general information, please go to stjamesleith.org.uk. and good morning to everyone at home. Welcome to our service, uh, Advent 2, this morning. We'll start our service by lighting a candle in church, and we'd invite those at home also to light a candle, and also we'll ring the singing bowl, which will uh, give us a time to prepare ourselves to worship God this morning, and just be quiet before God. chapter 3 verses 1 to 4 see I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight indeed he is coming says the Lord of hosts but who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. 
The Gospel reading is from Luke chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip ruler of the region of Eturia and Trachonitis, and Lysanias ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of, the God, word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth and all flesh shall, shall see the salvation of God. Give thanks to the Lord for his glorious gospel. Good morning. Um, everybody at home hearing okay? Yeah, that's reassuring. Good, let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In the second year of the reign of Elizabeth II, during the premiership of Anthony Eden, when Gwilym Lloyd George was Home Secretary and George David Henderson was moderator of the Church of Scotland, the word of God came to Billy Graham at Hampden, which is roughly how Luke starts his introduction to the proclamation of John the Baptist and gives the reader an idea of the time-lapse between John's preaching and when Luke wrote his gospel. The point is not so much a detailed date, but a way of saying, pay attention. This happened in living memory. A herald came with an urgent message from God. Listen to the prophets. Now, say the words, prophets of, prophets of, and what word comes to mind next? Doom. Doom. Or as in Richard Nelspeth's Tarantella poem, Doom. <laughs> Too easily equated with the message of the Old Testament prophets. But the three prophets in our reading this morning, Malachi, John, and Isaiah, quoted by uh, John, were heralds of good news, proclaiming an extraordinary, extravagant hope, the salvation of God. Now, good news depends on your context, your situation. Rain on its way does not cheer your average Scot. But what a glorious announcement in the despair of a crop-killing drought. So the context for our two later prophets is the unimaginably intense expectation and fervent hope that Israel suffering under Roman occupation might at last be ended. Tom Wright wrote, when the children of Israel had come out of Egypt, they were brought through the Red Sea, then through the Jordan into promised land. And now they were in slavery again in their own land 
and they wanted a new exodus to bring them to freedom. Well, feeding into this context, this first century Palestinian context, was the sense of a people failing God and God's law on a moral level and a society marked by greed and selfishness and oppression and not least a power of a corrupt religious elite, the Levites. So the prophet Malachi, who's, who's actually, whose name actually basically means messenger because actually almost nothing is known about Malachi or when or where he preached. Anyway, Malachi, the prophecy of Malachi is that the Lord will purify the Levites. He will refine them like gold and silver. But at the core of the good news being proclaimed is salvation, God's salvation to be ushered in and wrought in such a way that it would be like an unimaginably smooth highway built across the wilderness. I mean, dueling the A9 is nothing to this. We're talking motorways from here to John O'Groats and smart ones at that. And even that image doesn't do justice to the expectation and to the promise. All humanity will see salvation, the rescue, the vindication of those who were humble, those who were kind, those who were merciful, who were honest, who were killed for their faith. Uh, in our time, uh, that would be the whistleblowers losing jobs for calling out corporate or political malpractice, the women who said, me too, religious martyrs under regimes in North Korea, Egypt, China, Pakistan. They will be vindicated, they will be honored, they will be lifted up, if not now, then in the life to come. Uh, of course, uh, Jesus was not the warrior liberator many expected. He was a revolutionary, a man of peace, who preached peace, who showed ways of peaceful resistance, and who brought peace through his death and resurrection. At which point, the critical down-to-earth listener will say to me, excuse me, what peace, what righteousness, what salvation? Where do we see this in the world after 2,000 years? Well, this is, of course, the now and yet not yet. The now and not yet about the kingdom of God. I love this from the Sojourners uh, newsletter. Advent is a season in which the paradox of our faith is on full display. The already but not yet takes center stage. Christians believe that God's reign of righteousness, steadfast love, peace, and justice is not just a promise relegated to the future. Instead, we see glimpses of that heaven here and now, even as we face the realities of suffering and grief all around us. And that means that Christ's birth in Bethlehem makes it possible for us to co-labor with God 
in yanking pieces of heaven and bringing them closer to earth. And that is the nature of the call to prepare ye the way, a call that rings down the ages, not just in Handel's Messiah and God's spell, and I hope I've just given you an earworm from our service theme, but it's an insistent and persistent call to believers to work with God, to yank pieces of heaven and bring them closer to earth at institutional levels, at cultural levels, and at personal levels. So, for instance, we can rejoice at the St. Andrew's Declaration this week. How many were rejoicing at the St. Andrew's Declaration this week? Raise a hand. There was a, there was a couple. Well, St. Andrew's Day this week, I only really clock, clocked it fairly recently, St. Andrew's was marked by the signing of a joint declaration between the Scottish Episcopal Church and the Church of Scotland during a special service at St. Mary's Cathedral. The agreement does not just work for the forgiving and the healing, the centuries of violent divisions between our two churches, but outlines a series of acknowledgments and commitments between the churches intended to deepen their relationship and look at new ways of working together to serve the people of Scotland. Our primus, Mark Strange, has he reassured people that unity is not the same as uniformity. He said, standing together with friends, real friends, has to be better than as in my past, simply nodding a greeting to distant cousins at the church across the street. Preparing the way also means churches, institutions, addressing past failures to provide justice and address the use of coercive and controlling behavior resulting in psychological and emotional abuse. We see that working its way out slowly, painfully through our systems. Preparing the way means listening and unleashing our artists. Our Advent Fest may still be somewhat con curtailed by COVID, but surely last weekend proved that the arts, whether they be poetry or cake making or liturgy or music, are multi-layered and rainbow-colored ways of preparing the way. Personally, preparing the way this Advent perhaps invites us during what can be a busy, busy period to set aside time to reflect, as Joe invited us to do last week with her parallel to-do lists. Or how about making or following an Advent calendar of scripture verses or meditative readings to open every day? Or does our short and reflective Sunday evening Compline service appeal? Or maybe Advent is a time to uh, review your charitable giving, whether that's of money or of time, trying to avoid the perfunctory and the merely dutiful, the direct debit signed years ago and probably now eroded by inflation, instead of giving, even if it is a widow's might, out of compassion. Preparing the way for the Lord may be for you about hospitality, those preparations for family or friends, cleaning, cooking, decorations, those personal touches to bless a guest. As you prepare for guests or family, can you do it as a kind of moving prayer, preparing for the coming and the coming and the coming again of Christ into our lives, our family, 
our church. So, in 2021, in the 68th year of the reign of Elizabeth II, when Boris Johnson is the Prime Minister and Nicola Sturgeon is the First Minister, and during the days of the Archepiscopate of Justin Welby and Mark Strange being the Primus, the Word of God comes to us. And how we hear God's Word depends on our hunger and our expectation. What are we most fervently hoping for? What are we most desperately praying for? That will be personal. That will be cultural. It will be for the institutions and the societal structures that allow the continuation of racism, of misogyny, of neglect and exploitation. But we pray with hope. We pray with as much faith as we have. And we listen to the prophets, the prophets who announce that God is not absent. God has not forgotten that we should with confidence prepare the way, prepare the way, the call to co-labor with God in yanking pieces of heaven and bringing them closer to earth for the glory of God. Amen. The, the refrain in the prayers is picking up what Jeffrey just been saying. If I say, prepare the way of the Lord, can you respond, make his paths straight? Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. We give thanks for the life of John the Baptist, who refused to grab any glory or status despite his huge influence who was just a voice proclaiming Christ, who said, he must increase, but I must decrease. As we prepare for the coming of Jesus at a time of disruption and constant challenges, help us also to focus not on our own needs, but on the needs of others not on our own status, but on supporting and building up others, not on our own complaints, but on the suffering of others. Prepare the way of the Lord, his path straight. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your gift of salvation for the freedom which you give us. As we prepare for your coming, show us how we need to change more so that we do reflect that freedom and that salvation and that glory to those around us. In a busy time, give us patience and kindness and generosity so that we not only celebrate your salvation, but we show it to others. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Creator God, you must be weeping over your world as Jesus once wept over Jerusalem. 
We pray particularly today for those whose lives and livelihoods are threatened by climate change and for those who continue to be victims of war which are sliding off the front pages, remembering the imminent humanitarian catastrophe in Afghanistan, the war in Yemen, the unrest and bloodshed in Sudan, South Sudan, the Central African Republic and other parts of Africa. And we pray also for the vaccine inequalities which make many of the poor much more vulnerable. Show us what we can do individually and collectively to help. Your world is one community in which we have responsibilities which go beyond our national boundaries. We pray that our leaders will recognise that truth and act upon it. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. And we pray for our own country, tired and anxious. Open our hearts to each other so that we can disagree without discord and debate without hatred. Jesus, whose mission was to break down divisions, help us to follow you. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And we remember this church here as we prepare for your coming together. Please come and dwell with us as individuals in all our relationships and as a community, today and evermore. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. We remember those who are finding this dark time of the year hard, through illness or loss or fear. We think of those whose futures are insecure. And we remember particularly our young people, for whom the last two years have been so challenging at what should be a free and exciting time of their lives. We remember them in particular. And in a moment of silence, we bring to you those who weigh heavy on our hearts today, trusting that you care about them more than we ever could. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. As we move through Advent to Christmas, be with us every step of the way. We cannot see very far in the darkness, but your light is enough for each day as it comes. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And we all join together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Do not bring us to the time of trial, 
but deliver us from evil. The kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Holy God, as we come to share the richness of your table, we cannot forget the rawness of the earth. We cannot take bread and forget those who are hungry. Your world is one world, and we are stewards of its nourishment. Generous God, put our prosperity in the service of the poor. We cannot drink and forget those who are thirsty. The ground and the rootless, the earth and its weary people cry out for justice. Gracious God, put our fullness at the service of the empty. We cannot hear your words of peace and forget our world in crisis and all those who are struggling, afraid and grieving. Show us quickly how to reach out in love and compassion to our neighbor, near and far. And so, as we do in this place, what you did in an upstairs room, send down your Holy Spirit on us, on these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for us your body, healing, forgiving, and making us whole, and that we may become for you your body loving and caring in the world until your king kingdom comes. Amen. Among friends gathered round a table, Jesus took bread, broke it, and said, This is my body. It is broken for you. And later he took the cup of wine, and said, this is the new relationship with God, made possible by my death. Take this, all of you, to remember me. The living bread is broken for the life of the world.
sustain us on our advent. May we be filled with hope and expectation as we are led onwards with the Christ child in the city and the joy of God.